Iran, Michigan. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. Uh, Brady Kachunk. Thomas is my best friend. I got a lot of good looking dudes on my team. You just got nuked. I just them. I just them. We'll see. Everyone and welcome to episode Jason Spezza of Elite Sense Brain. As always, I'm Viata and I am joined by my co-host, Twitter user, and I guess now Blue Sky user as well, at Ericsson's Burner. How have the first three games of the Ottawa Senators season been treating you? Oh my gosh, the first one we don't acknowledge. The second, the second and third were awesome. The Sens are so back. They are literally so back. Like, they're so good. It's awesome. It's also like, you know, the first game I was at a watch party. And watch parties are fun. I find I don't always watch the game as closely during those, like when it's at a bar and stuff. Um, So as far as I'm concerned, that was just a night of me hanging out with my friends. And the Sens game didn't really happen. It wasn't a real thing. Mm -hmm. But the other two games, those were real. And this yeah. Was one. Yeah. The first one was just like I also I didn't watch like the first two or like the first period and a half or something cuz like okay. Obviously like you can't control when the season starts but like Wednesday night versus Carolina Hurricanes was like I was like no one cares. Like this isn't a real <laughs> game. Ugh, <laughs> uh, it's also so messed up that the season has to start like right during midterms. I feel yeah. like that's just hockey is very inaccessible in that way. Like it's really rude of them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The students need to I don't even know. But you know what? Okay, like the sense obviously like it's not the sense fault cuz the NHL. Um if you're a student I would urge you to buy student tickets because those are so cheap. This is just like an mm-hmm. ad for student sense tickets. Like they're really, really cheap. Um, so the sense actually do care about students. That it's the NHL that hates yeah. them. Yeah, as always, the sends are for their fans, for the people, and the NHL uh is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch the Sens destroy two teams. I thought they looked great. Mm-hmm. It was also nice because um, after, like, so they destroyed the, what was the bad team they played? Flyers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they destroyed the Philadelphia Flyers and then they destroyed the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it was nice uh, because after they destroyed the Tampa Bay Lightning, Brady Kachuk was, like, talking about how like for years like these teams had like just basically like beat them down like for so long like for so long they were so bad and he was very like it sounded very much like it was nice to get revenge on like the Tampa Bay Lightning for example which was nice that quote yeah that quote kind of had the energy of like the bullied kid goes it's so nice to be a bully now right yeah very true like in this context it's like ethical bullying and Brady Chuck was completely correct to do it um very true I think the Tampa Bay Lightning especially deserve to be bullied yeah like if you have like first of all if you win back-to-back cups and then also make the playoff like make the cup final the third time in a row like you can be bullied it's like punching up exactly like it doesn't count so it was nice to bully them I feel bad about bullying the Flyers because of like 
Flyers fans online. It's <laughs> always sad when the Sens are the ones doing it because it's like they're just like, I'm just happy like Claude Giroux is doing well. And it's like, oh, it's not even fun. They're just sad. Yeah. It is kind of fun though, I find. Yeah, it is. Just fun. because I get to like have fun uh making fun of my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always like fantastic tweets of like Claude Giroux, like, is so happy with the team he spent his entire career with. Like, he's never played for another team. And it's true. So I don't know why Flyers fans care so deeply. He's never played for you. Yeah, it's so random. Like, why do you randomly care about this one player? It's like all the random Canadians who just love Sidney Crosby, despite not being Penguins fans. It's like, why do you care about this random guy, you know? Very odd. I have to assume it's because his ginger hair matches the logo. But other than that, there's no purpose. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I see Claude Giroux and I just think of the Ottawa Senators. It's so weird to associate him with the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, weird behavior. Anyway, speaking of Claude Giroux, he got his ceremony for his thousandth point all with the Ottawa Senators, of course. Um... And it was so cute. I love when they get, because they give him the stick and then they also have two mini sticks for his children. And they were engraved with the kids' names too. It was so cute. It was so lovely. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. And, you know, nice of them to throw Flyers fans a bone by making this ceremony happen against the Flyers. Don't know why they did that, but, you know, Flyers fans were happy about it. Yeah, which was cool. I was like, oh, that's uh, random, but sure. It's nice that they care for some reason. That was so funny. It was funny in the video when, I think you tweeted about this, when uh, Timmy was like, it's like all thanks to like me and Brady or something. He was like, couldn't have done it without me and Chucky. And he starts with that. Not even like great accomplishment. He's like, well, he couldn't have done it without me and Chucky. But, you know, cool that he did it. (laughs) He's such a bullshit. I'm obsessed. It's so funny he's right also yeah true he certainly wouldn't have gotten that many points that quickly without Tim Stussel and Brady Kachuk he would never have reached a thousand points if he had you know for some reason spent his whole career with the Philadelphia Flyers or something yeah. you know just Imagine, to name a random team yeah just to like pick a random player like Joel Farabee is not helping you achieve that <laughs> <laughs> This is why Kdojuhu likes Tim Stritzler better than his other sons. Yeah. He helps him get points. Exactly. Yeah. It his was... love is not unconditional. It is it is conditional on his sons helping him score points. Exactly. But yeah, that was such a cute ceremony. It was also nice because they mic'd up uh Kdojuhu's eldest son gavin and he is like so cute it's just, like such cute like material it's just awesome like the vibes are so good it was so cute when he was saying go sons go mm-hmm. like, same gavin <laughs> like i have to agree he's making mm-hmm. points <laughs> so fun fact about those two games the only ones that um are important to us and that we're going to talk about we attended them but not together and not the same games you attended the home opener not to dox you i'm really sorry (laughs) you attended the home opener i attended the second game on sunday yes um i think it's okay it's not doxing because not to do ascendant attendance twitter but it was sold out it was Mm -hmm. like standing room only so there was a ton of people there so i was one of those 
millions of people at the Sims game. Yeah, and the home opener was very fun. Um, if you were there, you'll know that uh, I was talking about this uh, before we started recording. All the systems to buy anything were down. <laughs> so the lines moved incredibly slow, but I thought that was good Sens vibes. I thought it was like very relevant to the moment. Um, yeah, the most iconic moment was Spartacat descending from the ceiling. I also said I thought he was getting stuck because he kept coming down on the beat, but I couldn't tell it was on the beat. So I was just like, and he was doing like that motion of hyping up the crowd, but the hyping up the crowd <laughs> motion also looks like you're flailing your arms. Because you're- I had the same thought watching on TV. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, Spartacat, he's stuck up there and no one's helping him. <laughs> it was okay um and that was the greatest moment of the game um, well the sens have not lost since that happened yeah just saying they it's like do it for him like they like they saw him up there and we were like that's why we do it uh but yeah it was a good home opener it was also an afternoon game which was funny i always feel like afternoon games are hilarious and i was like it's funny that it's a home opener it's nice because i think more people get to attend but it's also just like, that's funny. It's 1 p.m. right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. how was the second game of the season? Because the first one didn't count. It was pretty fun. Great vibes. Uh, yeah, great atmosphere at the game. I did not have the issues that you did with the concessions, but I had a different issue that I would like to complain about on this podcast, which is that when I went to buy food for dinner, there was a combo they were advertising that included a like special cup for the fountain drinks. And I don't usually go for fountain drinks, right? I usually, I'm either going to grab a ridiculously overpriced beer or just a bottle of water, right? But the cup that they were advertising had Spartacat on it. And so I was like, holy shit, I need to get a fountain drink so that I can have a a Spartacat cup. That's awesome. That's amazing. I need this. And so I bought it. And then the cup just had the Sens logo. It didn't even have Spartacat on it. So that was false advertising. And it was really upsetting to me. Yeah. Um, if you have experienced something similar, you're listening and have experienced something similar, write in. We're going to try to form a class action lawsuit um, for emotional damages and false advertising. Because that's devastating. Yeah, it was really sad, uh, really started things off on the wrong foot. But, you know, it was it was good iced tea. I enjoyed the drink. Um, and it was a fun game, nevertheless. Yeah, I, it could have been more fun if they had just given you Spartacat. But yeah, yeah, I think both games were pretty good. I think they did match the scores. Like it was 5-2 both times, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I'm trying to do, like, numerology like Swifties do. Five plus two is seven. So Brady Kachuk, angel number. Mm. There you go. Um, True. Yeah. I also, what did you think of the actual, I thought everyone, like, played well. That's the thing. Is I was also, like, mm. it's nice that, like, they're not sensing them in the traditional sense of, like, winning games they're not supposed to. Like, they are just outplaying their worst opponents. And that's nice. That's, like, a departure from what we've seen before it certainly is yeah uh i really liked the second line with uh ridley greg and um tarasenko and joseph uh Mm -hmm. they were awesome 
I was really looking forward to the iconic uh, 7-8 pairing. I thought they were amazing in the home opener. Uh, slightly less amazing in the second game, in my opinion. They had some moments, but yeah. like they had good moments too. And the stats say that they were very good defensively, actually. So the stats don't yeah. lie. And yeah. I believe in stats. Yeah. If you don't think that, then don't watch the game. Watch like the numbers. Like No one cares about what your eyes say. Mm-hmm. It's what the numbers say. But yeah, I thought that they're they're just like a fun pairing. It's like so mm-hmm. volatile. It's and like, like, yeah, I like, you know, initially people were a bit skeptical about having your two shutdown defensemen on one pairing and your two offensive defensemen on the other one. And what I said at the time when this was initially proposed and I was talking about potential like pairings was actually... With those players, like the style of play actually matches really well because Sanderson is a really good puck mover, whereas Zub is a good finisher. And so it kind of works that way. And then on the other pairing, uh, Shabbat is a very good like puck mover. Like he's good at just moving the puck from one end of the ice to the other, but he's not a great finisher and Chikrin is. So that is my galaxy brain's take about it. But I have initially also come up with another like argument for these pairings which is it actually allows them to or forces them a little bit to work on the areas that they're they're not their strengths because we see that Sanderson is now like unlocking his offensive potential because he has a good reliable you know defensive defenseman as his partner and I mean we're not seeing it that much yet but hopefully the Shabbat and Chikrin pairing, like, they'll both be able to work on their defense a bit more because they're like, okay, yeah, the other guy is, like, you know, more than capable of creating offense. We got to focus on the defense a bit more. So I think it has potential. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's like, I really agree. It's like, you know how, um, I don't even know if this analogy will work. You know how, like, when you were, like, a kid, if in school, if like you and your friend were too rowdy, they'd be like, go sit with the quiet kid. This is mm-hmm. more just like sit with your rowdy friend, but like learn how to behave, which is nice. It's like that's that's a good solution. Exactly. And as a former quiet kid who had to sit with the rowdy kids, that that is a terrible like way to organize your classroom because I was always punished and it never helped. It never did anything. I was never a good influence on those people. So I think this works. And generally just like, you know, I believe in true love. I think that (laughs) Shabbat and Chikrin, if they really want to play together, should be allowed to. That's so lovely. Yeah. And everyone's been trying to keep them apart. Yeah. How dare you not stand up for love? (laughs) I yeah I think also yeah wait going back to the second line it has been so good like Joseph is like really good in my opinion he is making all the efforts to not get traded and it's working I I like that because people are always like every time he scores like he's not gonna get traded but also like that does raise his trade value I know. <laughs> it might be a little easier for him to get traded now <laughs> I know but don't say that <laughs> i know i hope it I doesn't really, happen that's the thing because there will be uproar and then especially if he continues to be good on another team everyone is gonna freak out something yeah. also that people said behind me at the game um doxing myself if you said this and saw me in front of you i guess 
I doubt they listen, whatever. They were talking about Eric Branstrom and they were like, if Eric Branstrom gets traded, he will be incredible on the other team he's on. He just has too much pressure here. He is a Kill McCarr type. And I was like, my people. So like, true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Finally, he's getting some respect around here. Yeah. There was one shift in the second game where he and Shabbat were together on the penalty kill. And the Sens were not in the defensive zone during that penalty kill. Very so good. I don't know. You take take from that what you want. I'm yeah. just putting the evidence out there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have to, if you draw any conclusion, like you know what conclusions will be drawn. Like those are, they are the most incredible defensive players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and enough. speaking of that second line, Ridley Gregg has also been so awesome. <laughs> His, that one assist he had on Sunday was so awesome. And also like, he was being such a nice boy when Matthew Joseph was getting into fights and he was staying out of it. I'm so proud of him for that. Yeah. But also an observation from going to like down to the ice to watch the warm-ups, which I like to do a lot of the time. And one thing you always notice when you go right when you're like right at the glass is how tall certain players are. Ridley mm-hmm. Gregg is so small. I was shocked. Like I know you see the listing and you know that he's short. But seeing him in person, I was like that. I mean, he's very large, like all hockey players are. But like compared to the other hockey players, he's very small. So I just mm-hmm. want get, to get that information out there. Yeah. And it makes sense because it's like all his like hatred is so compacted. Like mm-hmm. he will piss people off so effectively. It's because he doesn't have like all the height to combat with. Like it's very concentrated. Mm-hmm. Um, as evidence through, I think he made Nikita Kucherov or someone like so mad when they played against Tampa, which is so nice. Like mm-hmm. that's exactly what he's there to do. He's so annoying. Very Sens vibes. <laughs> yeah, he is a shithead. Oh, I love him. He's so wonderful. Yeah, and then the other guy on that line, Tarasenko. I don't care if people are mad at him for not scoring. He's awesome. I saw his first goal as a senator. It was amazing. And yeah. also, if you go on his Instagram stories. His kids are so cute. He's playing mini sticks with his kids and his dog. Like, he has to play keep away from the dog. It's so cute. Aww. Also, he said nice things about Ottawa. Mm -hmm. I think it was during the game you went to in, like, intermissions. I don't know if you saw, but it was very, like, he was talking about how he likes the city and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, aww. He's wonderful. We stand. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone who hated him and was like, he needs to score. It's been three games, and he already even scored one. And he has, like, assists, and he's been playing well. So all the haters need to shut up. This is a pro-Tarasenko podcast. And also, they're like, oh, Pierre gave him Shane Pinto money. They're like, Shane Pinto's money. It's like, what? No, we needed a replacement for Dabrinkit. So, Mm -hmm. like, that makes no sense. It's like, you know who has Shane Pinto's money is, like, Bobby Ryan and Colin (laughs) (laughs) True. Look, stop being so hard on Pierre. He just sees cool players and he's like, I want them. And he has no self-control and he doesn't really think ahead. And I think that he's valid for that. Mm -hmm. It's very, I think I've said this on Twitter, which I say a lot on this podcast, but like, I listen, that's where all my thoughts go. I think I said a while back that it's like we have Tarasenko and Chikrin and all these players because people are questioning like, why do you need all the like 
whatever, I guess, like, well-known players. And also, no, I think the thing was, why do you have so many left-handed defensemen? Mm -hmm. And it's because I said, we pointed at them and said, give me that. And Pierre Dorian, as our collective father, handed us the credit card and said, okay, don't spend it all at once. And we did. So that's what happened. Your wisdom knows no bounds. That is exactly what happened. Yeah. So sorry, he's a loving father. (laughs) Um, so continuing with our little review of the in-game experience, because this is an exciting thing about the new season. It's like, what changes have been made? Uh, I, at least, got to experience the new in-house band that was pretty cool. I thought they played a great mix of songs appealing to different audiences. They did play Love Story by Taylor Swift at one point. My favorite moment was in second intermission, they ended their set with um Mr. Brightside and they were like you know you all know this one this one goes out to the captain like literally giving him a shout out and okay I'm doxing myself for where I was sitting but when this played I was seated so that I was like across from the tunnel that the players come out of so I could see the players in the tunnel and they were all dancing to Mr. Brightside. It was so sweet and wholesome. (laughs) I just need people listening to the podcast to know that that happened. I'm sorry I didn't get it on video. Wait, that's so awesome. Sends Media, I know you have the footage. Release (laughs) it. (laughs) I mean, maybe they were just kind of jumping around hyping each other up, but it looked like they were going crazy to Mr. Brightside. Because the thing is, when Mr. Brightside started playing, I was like, Brady Kachuk is just going to appear. Like, (laughs) he's going to come onto the ice right now, just summoned by this song, right? Like, he he can't just sit still and listen to this song. And sure enough, the whole team is dancing to Mr. Brightside. It just is also like, okay, I know people kind of make fun of it because they're just like, oh, it's like the one song that like people, we literally make fun of him for that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm, I also, it's like when you hear it, it's also just the most hype song ever. Mm-hmm. Like when you, especially like they played it at the home opener after he scored his second goal and the crowd went wild. Like oh, everyone was singing. It was so good. It's just such a good song. And you know what? For the longest time, I actually didn't know that song. Because I always saw it referenced. This was before Brady Kachuk like would always sing it. Mm-hmm. I always saw it referenced just like in passing because it's like a popular like pop culture song. And I was like, I've never heard that song. And then whenever it came on, I'd be like, I've never heard this song. But then I heard it like 10 times by just being like, I've never heard this. Um. Anyway, that's a tangent, but it's a great song. It's funny. I like listened to several songs by the killers before i discovered mr brightside like i didn't even realize that that was like their like song that everybody knows it's so it was kind of weird yeah i had a similar experience like Mm -hmm. wait what what is the song that everybody knows about that i just like have never heard um i don't know but yeah that was a fun moment um also lots of new promotional material lots of videos uh we were talking about this before recording the podcast uh first of all the new intro video i was losing my mind narrated by annie murphy and it ends with i think it's zoob saying like are you ready or something like that like i was losing it it was so cool i don't think i saw this one 
because I think I was not in my seat because again the lines were so long mm-hmm. I think I missed so I have to go to another something but that sounds incredible I hope they post it online if they have I know I feel like they usually post it toward the end of the season which is oh. so annoying it's like oh I want to watch it over and over and over <laughs> again it's so cool um yeah but the other video Okay, apparently, I've been talking about this on social media, and I found out that apparently people at the home opener did not see this video. So I have some information to you guys. (laughs) To anyone who did not go to the game on Sunday, there is this other video that plays earlier on before the, like, hype intro video, right? And if you went to a game last year, you remember that there was a similar video that they played where they would have the whole team, well, a bunch of players from the team, reading a script about how fans need to be respectful at games right it was very much like just brady kachuk thomas shabbat like a bunch of players sitting in chairs reading from a teleprompter or something about how like we know you're all having fun at the game but please remember not to say slurs or get into fights or anything like that right um very like public service announcement kind of video Mm -hmm. well i have some fantastic news that video is back but they changed it this year. And instead of being the whole team saying this, it is only one player delivering this message. And that one player is not Brady Kachuk. It's not Thomas Shabbat. It's not anyone in the leadership group or anyone, any like veteran, well-known, well, okay, well-known player, yes. Not like a veteran that's been around a long time. No, that, that one player in this video is Jake Sanderson. And other people who go to the games will have to verify, but I thought this was so funny the first time I saw it because he doesn't look like he's, like, reading a script. It has the energy. He just kind of, like, sits down on a chair and he's like, all right, Suns fans, let's let's have a talk. And it just has the energy of, like, your teacher sitting you down after class to give you a stern talking to or like you know your dad telling you he's not mad he's just disappointed like it's so well acted <laughs> like, just has such a strange energy and i need to know why jake sanderson <laughs> okay i think that He just has, like, I think he's only, like, what, 21 or something? Mm -hmm. But he has the, like, energy of, like, a wise, like, (laughs) 60-year-old man. And he's just like, listen, like, no crazy stuff going on, okay? (laughs) Like, it's like, I think it's his Montana energy. But it's just, like, he has the vibe of, like, no riffraff and also no slurs. You know what I mean? Like, it fits well. Because I will say last season, it was Brady Chuck who said the slurs part. And he shook his head and said, do not use racial slurs. And it was, like, obviously not. Obviously don't do that. But, like, that's a ridiculous way of delivering that message. So I think that Jake Sanderson doing it, it's just like, he is so no nonsense. So like, Mm -hmm. I understand the vibe. Yeah, for us, though, I think that they didn't have time to play it or something. Because just like in one stoppage of play, it was just like the Sens announcer who was like, we remind all fans to like conduct themselves according to the standards of like the NHL, whatever. And it's like, that's real. And I agree. But it also had the vibe of like, you know, when like, uh, in school, like someone would do something, and then you'd hear over the loudspeaker, like, "Please come to the office." So I was like, I was like looking around, and I was like, "Whoa, who was like, who was conducting themselves poorly at the Suns game? Like, who got in trouble over the loudspeaker?" 
Um, but yeah, I need to go back, I guess, to see that video because I I also like wondered the like effectiveness of it. Like one guy is just like about to say a racial slur and then Jake Sanderson's like, hold up, buddy. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. And then he just doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, if you're going to a game soon, can you please, like, film this? Um, Like, just any of our listeners, like, just film this video. Because also, I need, like, screenshots of it that I can just post whenever something, whenever, like, there's a fight on the ice or something like that, right? Like, Jake Sanderson looking really disappointed. Yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe people are, like, about to say slurs and then they're like, no, Jake Sanderson would not be happy about this. What would Jake Sanderson do? Exactly. Like, I <laughs> I wonder if, like, the Sens were going around asking, like, who wants to do this video? And Jake Sanderson was like, I am so passionate about this topic. I hope so. That'd be nice if he was like, I'm just so passionate about, like, fan mm-hmm. conduct and making sure it's respectful. Um, I, honestly, yeah. I think what's more likely is they just realized that Sanderson is really good at these, which we will talk about later. Yeah. Yeah, we will. But yeah, I think that's nice. I think I would urge everyone to not say slurs. That's um, a good message. Yeah, that's the message of this episode. Yeah, thank you, Jake Sanderson, our king, <laughs> for delivering this important message yeah. to us. Thank you, Jake Sanderson, for teaching us that racism is wrong. <laughs> yeah, and also that we shouldn't get into fights in the stands. I was kind of hoping he'd be like, well, if it's a Leafs fan, like, eh. <laughs> but you know... I guess I guess he has to say that it's always bad. Yeah. He kind of like winked though. He's kind of like it's always <laughs> bad, but like we know I like you're just you're imagining it. what he said, yeah. right? Like Yeah, I was in there. I'm just reading fanfic about Jake Sanderson <laughs> respectful just conduct. Spreading this information. <laughs> um as of right now, there are no like videos of this of this like there, there are no clips of this video circulating so i could describe this video however many however i want I, I keep thinking like am i misremembering it like was it actually this funny um so yeah that's why i need people to film it and show it to me if i can if i re- to see if i'm remembering it correctly or if i like exaggerated the details in my head because oh. i just thought it was such a funny video yeah also just imagining like someone at the sense game being like Oh, wait, the Jake Sanderson, like, respectful conduct video is coming up. I gotta get this on video. Like, that's so, that's such a funny visual to me. Like, oh, man, I don't want to miss this. He said the thing about not fighting guys in the stands. So true. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, get it on video and post it and tag us. Exactly. I just really need to watch it again, and I need to have screenshots of it so it's very important to me that you film this video (laughs) and send it to me um anyways speaking of promotional content we have more to get to because the sense have really upped their game with their goal tweets recently because you know now they have well i think last year they had some gifts and stuff but they've really upped their game where every time a player scores they have a gif of the player doing like three different celebrations like it's very clearly three things for each player this also plays at the ctc whenever someone gets a goal or an assist and i thought we would go through some of the ones that have been posted and react to the most notable ones starting with my favorite all the time my, my favorite type of reaction of like official team reaction gif every time uh, the most awkward ones. Like, which players look like 
they are most the most uncomfortable to be doing these videos. Do you want to start us off with that? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to start off with a controversial one because I personally am watching this right now and basically Beata has labeled these. She always does episode prep, but I think he looks pretty natural is Tarasenko. I think he looks regular. Here's the thing. The first two, yes, he looks fairly normal. (laughs) However, as I said, the players do like three different reactions And for some reason, the third reaction that Tarasenko chose was to just stare into the camera. And it's really off-putting because he stares for like several seconds. It's because of his beautiful eyes. (laughs) Yeah, it is very funny. Because like he looks, yeah, first two, he looks pretty natural. He's like, yeah, whatever. He's he's doing all the motions and then yeah the third i imagine that as like because these are meant to be like goal celebrations imagine if the goal celebration is just like staring out into the crowd i think that'd be incredible like no one touch him give him his face and he just looks (laughs) it's a great one though i do like it the second one you have labeled here as awkward is i have to agree is yeah, Timmy, unfortunately, not meant for these types of videos. He he does not look happy to be there. He's also showing off his terrible tape job in the second yeah. one because he's pretending to tape his stick. Terrible, yeah. terrible. It's bad. I think also he just has the vibe of like, you know, when you like hit a growth spurt and then like for a little while, it's like you don't like have control of your limbs. It's like, like that's kind of the vibes he gives you when he just like does the reaction content on the ice. Of course, he's like. Well, no, on the ice, yeah, he's also Bambi vibes. <laughs> no, he also falls down a lot on the ice. Yeah. I got to see an epic Tim the fall. Like, he went flying. I saw it in person, and I was like, this is what I came here to see. I did, too. And, oh, my gosh, because I think he did it in both games. It was so funny, because I think both times he didn't get a call. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I understand he fell down. But the crowd is booing. Like, they're like, we will, like, ref, you suck. Like, what? where's the call? And it's like, he is diving a little. Like, and I love to see it. <laughs> I don't think he's diving. I think he just has no center of gravity. He's <laughs> falling all over the place. In the game that I went to, he also got a penalty for falling on someone, basically. And yeah. I was like, guys, you literally know this. You've seen in the game that he can't stay on his feet. Of course, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, that was a roughing penalty, but I wasn't watching, and I saw everyone tweeting about how Tim Stutzla got a penalty for falling down, and I was like, oh my god, the embellishment penalty is here. (laughs) I really thought he got an embellishment penalty, but he didn't, so take that, Habs fans. He doesn't doesn't lie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, So, on the other end of the spectrum, the absolute best one. Do we want to start with the runner-up or the best one? Uh, let's start with the runner-up, I think. Okay, okay. Well, I would say the runner-up um, is Jake Sanderson. Like, man, this guy is just so in his element. And also, in the pregame, like, pump-up video, he also just looked so hyped to be doing all of these reactions. Because there were so many... They had clips of the players, like, doing various, like, celebrations and stuff in front of a green screen. And, like, he looked hyped. He looked mm-hmm. like he was so excited to do this. So... Yeah, maybe the Sens, maybe that's why he ended up in that video, because the Sens were just like, dude, you're so good at this. Like, we have to get you in another video. Yeah, because it is always, like, I feel like it must be a little awkward, but, like, he's not showing it. Like, he's just like, I believe he's hyped. Mm -hmm. So, good for him. Girl the Strike. 
like why is he why is he so good at acting right <laughs> anyway um, okay and then we have our winner as matthew joseph which no no competition here like just like, go to the sends uh, the official sends twitter account and scroll until you get to the reaction for matthew joseph goal and it's just it is incredible he's like such a natural just like at being a cool guy like he's just like he looks just so like yeah he looks like he's just living life and is so hype it's just the perfect reaction video exactly he's so uninhibited yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then a a final honorable mention that we have to say is the most go sends go video which one was it jacob chikrin and he is very go sends go he's like he's tugging the logo like to show off the logo in two of the three reactions like he just he just did the same reaction twice because he was like i'm so happy to be an ottawa senator yeah he's he's smiling like he's just smiling so hard and he's just like the sense like it's just so go since go exactly he's just like i am so happy to be in ottawa playing for the ottawa senators like go sense go like that's how I look. I think when I like am so just like the smile. It's just like yay, go sense. Like yeah, he got, exactly. he nailed the vibe. Because that's the thing. It's like Matthew Joseph nailed the vibe of just like being a natural. But like if you're thinking go sense go, like I think Jacob Chicker nailed that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just so happy to be in Ottawa. And maybe this is a good segue into a player who was not very happy to be in Ottawa. Yeah, this is a call out, by the way. Yeah, we're calling him out again. Alex Dabrinkit has been scoring goals in his hometown, and that's only cool when Sens players do it. Exactly. You know, I I was a Dabrinkit supporter. I defended him. I put so much energy into defending him when he was not scoring goals in Ottawa, and I kept telling people to be nice to him and I wanted the sentence to hold on to him so badly and how does he repay me for my kindness he goes and just lights it up in Detroit like okay guess he just really hated it here then yeah which like okay I understand being like I don't want to live no, I don't understand. No, I take it back. I don't understand being like, I don't want to live in Ottawa. It's the greatest city in the world. But I understand being like, I want to play for my hometown team. But like, couldn't you have just scored goals while you were here as well? Like, would it have killed you to do your job? Yeah. And it's like, even just watching him now, it's like, he's just trying so much harder. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I am a debrinket hater. However... I did foresee this and I did take him in fantasy. And so thank you, Alex, to bring it for that one. I had certain constraints on my fantasy team (laughs) that did not allow for me to draft him. I didn't really think he fit the vibe of my team. I'm not going to go into any more detail about the specific fantasy league I am in. If you know, you know. Exactly. (laughs) We um, won't explain this one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Alex DeBrinkett was not eligible for my fantasy team. That's so fair. But yeah, like, I also was like, 
oh, I wonder why I'm not seeing anything about Dabrinka on um, Twitter. Because I was like, because I checked the stats after and I was like, oh, he's been scoring like live and I seen anything. I have blocked a lot of just like, not Detroit Red Wings fans, but I've just like blocked the Detroit Red Wings and also Alex Dabrinkit. So I think whenever they quote tweet anything about it, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way of living. Cause I, I was genuinely like, I don't even have the Detroit Red Wings even played. I've actually seen like no non-Ottawa Senators or Vancouver Canucks content because, and I saw Vancouver Canucks content because I still follow a lot of Canucks fans and also Oily Gifts, who sadly Oily has lost to the Canucks twice. So I've seen a lot of that content. That was crazy. But um, yeah, that's what I can suggest for everyone is block the Detroit Red Wings. I'm going to take your advice and do that soon, I think. Yeah. I I did a similar thing where I I muted like years ago I muted the penguins because I had like one person I followed who was constantly posting penguin stuff and I was like fuck this I don't want to see them <laughs> and then there were things like I was missing big milestones like I know I went to trivia one day and there was a trivia question about a player that had hit a big milestone and the only one that made sense was Evgeny Malkin but I was like I would have seen it all over the timeline of Evgeny Malkin had scored like this many points and then I realized like no I wouldn't have <laughs> like everyone was posting about it but I muted the penguin so I almost I almost like messed up my trivia team like I yeah I almost sabotaged my, my trivia team by doing that um so be wary of those kinds of things be aware of which teams you've muted but yeah I think I'm gonna do that for the Detroit Red Wings pretty soon mm-hmm. it's like that's so fair that it's like you will miss league-wide things but like I cannot urge you enough to like live in an echo chamber like yeah. in my world only the Sens and Canucks for some reason exist and it's wonderful yeah just live in your go sends go echo chamber. Mm-hmm. All the good posts are from Sens fans anyways. Yeah. Like if, cause when you become a good poster, the, like you get like a calling within to become a Sens fan. So that's why all the, all the good posters are Sens fans or like Sens fan adjacent. Like there's mm-hmm. no good poster who does not at least like the Sens a little. Yeah. Wise words. <laughs> But yeah, that's the Alex Dabrinkit segment. So everyone block the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I am going to get so mad if he scores against us, when he scores against us on Saturday. But I am glad that this rivalry has fully taken off now. Like, people hate the Red Wings. And I mean, I think the Dabrinkit trade was sort of the final nail in the coffin. And I think that, you know, those two games last year were like played a big role in this but I do think that I should take partial credit for this happening even if I can't take full credit yeah and I will say like I wonder if Alex Dabrinkit kind of knew like what your vision was and was Mm -hmm. like I'll help her out like I'll really make sure that the final like it's like the final straw type thing of the rivalry yeah Um, I I do respect that kind of (laughs) Yeah, I would have rather that he just, like, scored a goal one time, but this is good, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I think the next thing we wanted to talk about is a very cool video that got posted. Um, I think TSN does these, like, or TSN, like, Bardown does these once a year now, like, to begin the season, but they're the call-out videos, and I actually really like them. I think they're very entertaining. Last year's was so good. If yeah. you haven't seen last year's the Suns players call out their teammates, it was good. 
Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I think I the most iconic moment I remember was Brady Kachuk calling people out for never paying for dinner. Yeah. Like Josh Morrison. <laughs> the way he had like grievances. He was like, I've got several names. None of these people ever pay the bill. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that one was so iconic. This one is oh, also- I guess. Wait, sorry. Should we also talk about the car ads that Brady is in and oh Joseph as well? Oh my god, wait. We gotta do a tangent. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Before we talk about the bar down video, Brady Kachuk- Wait, I haven't seen the Joseph one, but Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk are in a car car ad where uh they are like driving in the backseat and their actual mom is also like is driving the car and like they're fighting and it's just such a good ad. It is, yeah. And then the French version is the Joseph brothers fighting. Um, oh, that's and then awesome. their mom. It's the same kind of script where she's like, go into the penalty box, basically. Well, like, you know, go into the back seat. And then the ad is like, the point of it is, oh, the car is big enough that you have a penalty box in the back seat, basically. Uh, pretty good. Pretty cool that the Sens are clearly the center of the hockey world because. They were in both the French and English ads. And interestingly, there were no Habs players in the French ad. Yeah, so that's kind of funny. I think that uh, we've once again proven that the Sens are French Canada's team. Mm -hmm. And there should be no more disputes. Mm -hmm. And just generally the the main characters of the league. Um, So anyways... Back to the called out video. So the concept of this video that TSN did this year is they were calling out other teams for fun. So they were saying like, you know, um, most underrated city, team that whose logo you like the best or hate the most, things like that. And there were a few moments that we we need to talk about because they were really good. Yeah. Okay. The first one we have down here is Josh Norris. They ask him like, "What's the most underrated city?" I guess like NHL city, and he goes, "You wouldn't call under uh, Anaheim underrated, would you?" Yeah. He picked Anaheim, which is like I don't think that's underrated. They're like, I forget if it's Disneyland or Disney World. I think it's Disneyland that's there, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know this. Like the the place where there's Disneyland, he's like, "Uh, I think that's underrated." <laughs> I love him. He's also yeah, like uh, California, <laughs> like notably everyone hates. Like no one likes the beach. I think there's beaches in Anaheim, whatever. But like that's very funny. He just is like someone who just does not know what's going on, and I think that's lovely. <laughs> Much like Quinn Hughes, actually, um, someone who doesn't really know what's going on. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, do you want to give his other iconic quote? Well, yeah, his other iconic quote was when they asked, like, what's your most hated team? And he goes, I'm just not a very hateful person. (laughs) Which is so iconic of him. I can't relate at all, but, you know, very sweet. Yeah, same. I also can't relate, but, like, aw, that's so nice. Yeah, and then he kept just trying to, like, pick the Leafs for all the most hated things just for, like, just because of the rivalry. He was like, what if I did this? No, 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 I'm kidding. (laughs) He's like, if I said this to stir the pot, no, I won't. (laughs) He's like, he's trying to be mean, but no, 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 he can't do it, actually. Yeah. And yeah, I will say also, when you were saying earlier, he, like, Quinn Hughes is someone who does not know what's going on. He did give a shout out to Quinn Hughes. Uh, They Mm -hmm. were like, what's your favorite team to play against? And he was like, it's always nice to see Quinn in Vancouver, one of my best buddies. I was like, aw, that's sweet. We knew that based on the pictures of them when they were at college. <laughs> we we're, we're aware that they're good friends. Yeah. Um. So that's nice. I like that they're still friends. And I yeah. also, you know what? A bit of a tangent. I like how whenever the like the Hughes brothers are 
like posting pictures during the off season of like on a vacation or something like one out of every few times josh norris will just like be there like they'll just like be vacationing with like the family and just like oh josh norris is also here like i think when luke hughes got drafted they were all like holding up like the number that they got drafted at and josh norris had to make like a 19 with his hands or something and he also messed it up so badly so it's nice that he's just like always there so yeah I'm looking forward to when he gets to see Quinn and they get to play against each other. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be, I mean, hopefully Josh will be back in the lineup soon. Sounds like yeah. maybe maybe on Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. But Josh says he's not a very hateful person, but unsurprisingly, you know which Sens player is a very hateful person? Tim Stutzla, who when he's asked, what was your favorite team, your least favorite team growing up? He picks the halves, which, like, I think, I I know that Brandstrom was like, oh, there weren't any NHL teams, like, it was always a Swedish team. I can't remember if Timmy said something like that, too. But he eventually ended up on the halves and then put the logo on the board upside down because he's <laughs> such a hater. He doesn't, he pays such little attention to them, he doesn't even know which way the logo goes. But that's so funny, like, he's also very clearly, like, there's no way that that was his actual most hated team, like in Germany. No. So he was just like, I then he mentioned like, oh, I know everyone in Ottawa thinks that, and it's so funny. Like I'm yeah. happy that his vendetta going on. I think that's I awesome. love it, and I in my head it's like his logic was, well, I was a child two years ago when they were bullying me for diving, so that counts as a team I hated when I was a kid. Yeah, he's literally just being like, well, when I was 19 years old, this was my most hated team. And that's so funny. So true of him. I love him so much for that. Mm-hmm. And another very hateful person on the sense, also unsurprising, is Brady Kachuk, who said that his least favorite team growing up was the Red Wings because they had a rivalry with the Blues, which I didn't yeah. know about. I guess I'm a fake fan, but I'd never heard of that. No, I had heard about it. They did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. When I heard that, I was like, oh, all the pieces are coming together. That explains so much about last season. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, yeah. That does explain everything. It explains who wants it to a T. And also, finally, like, the Sens players are now getting in. Or I guess they were already getting in on it, but now they've also, like, hyped up the rivalry mm-hmm. some more. I guess... Brady Kachuk obviously did a lot of the heavy lifting last season, but he's continued it. He's got it. He's keeping it going. Yeah, and I mean, he's really the heartbeat of the team. I think they follow him, so I feel like he, like him being like, we got to hate the Red Wings guys. Like, I, I think everyone's going to get on board because of that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um. Conversely, Claude Giroux said that he liked every Canadian team growing up. <laughs> that was so disappointing to hear. He was one of those. One of yeah. the Canada's team people terrible another Man. disappointing one was i expected it because he's like french obviously but thomas shabbat confirming his former Habs mm-hmm. fan alliances and saying like yeah. what was his favorite like jersey and he was like this one was sick growing up like habs it's like come on yeah very disappointing to hear i'm i'm really glad that like see clearly timmy is doing the heavy lifting on this rivalry mm-hmm. because you know Unfortunately, this, the Sens being the francophone team of the NHL means that a lot of their players did grow up cheering for the Habs. But, you know, that means that I think the rivalry is, like, missing something sometimes. But Timmy, his his hatred of the Habs has really, like, really made that rivalry happen. 
Mm -hmm. I also like to believe that he's like constantly just like it's them or me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They all have to pick their yeah yeah their alliances yeah yeah and thankfully they love him more than they love Bob's I think. Mm -hmm. Another disappointing thing though, Jake Sanderson. Um, we've we've sung his praises today on this podcast uh, for his incredible contributions to social media content, but uh, we. It is with a heavy heart that we must announce his cancellation because <laughs> he apparently grew up as a Drew Doughty fan. It's difficult for me to even... It's really one of the worst things you can be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty sad. Um, I, I just shudder to think of the things he might have thought about Eric Carlson during <laughs> during the ultimate Norris Trophy race, the one that, that split the world in half that redefined Sen's Twitter forever um, to think that he was on the other side of it. You know, it's really hard to cheer for him after all that. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to find it in my heart to forgive him. It is nice to know though. I don't know if you mentioned it in this video, but I do know that Eric Branstrom consistently says that Eric Carlson was his favorite growing up. So all I'm saying is that for everyone who's uh, claimed like, Oh, Branstrom isn't as good as Sanderson. Um, you have your evidence, I have mine. So Very true. Yeah. Oliver Bonk is also a Carlson fan. There you have it. Just putting that out there. That makes it sound like I'm advocating for like a trade with Sanderson. (laughs) Sanderson for Bonk right now. I'm just saying, cool defensemen that we like. Uh, Many of them are Carlson fans. Exactly. There were also in that video, actually, like a disappointing number of Sens players who were like, oh, the LA jerseys are cool. Yeah. What are you talking about? If they mean the black and white ones, I have no idea what they're talking about. Because I think even Tim Stutzel was like, the colors are good. It's like, no, no, no. Tim Stutzel specifically said the black and white jerseys. And then he was like, yeah, the colors are good. But then he meant the black and white. But then I think it was like, I think Joseph or something was saying that it was specifically the the special jerseys with the yellow and the purple, which like that, that is acceptable. But Timmy, come on it's just black and white man Makes i mean sense. that's the sense colors as well but at least but like the sense are actually though. cool yeah yeah we have they other have colors as well on. yeah man. so i didn't get that even i was just like that's a bad take yeah and it's just, like, sad to like look to players you admire and be like you have bad jersey takes yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh, that's that's the thing with those types of videos you know you learn fun things about the players but you also learn so many disappointing things mm-hmm. never meet your heroes never ask yeah. send players their jersey and drew doughty opinions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actually now i'm imagining the sends doing a poll of the players like drew doughty or Eric carlson <laughs> your answer will determine whether you're allowed to stay on this team <laughs> It's just Daniel Alfredson doing it because that's another thing. <laughs> Daniel Alfredson is back. So. Oh my God, Jake Sanderson. Do you think he has had to look Daniel Alfredson in the eye and tell him that he was a Drew Doughty fan back in the day? Like, how how can Alfredson even stand to be around him after that? I have no idea. When when the Jake Sanderson trade is completed in a few days, we will know why. <laughs> No, actually, no, maybe it's the other way. Maybe Alfie will change their minds. Like, That's Alfie true. is there to re-educate them, to be like, Eric Carlson is the greatest defenseman of all time. 
he is a god you need to appreciate him he's just like his new role as coach is he just like plays eric carlson clips and he's like look at that he's good <laughs> isn't he he's like Can i believe would you believe it if i told you he didn't win the norris that year he's like i'm the video coach now the video in question is youtube search results eric carlson <laughs> that's so funny but yeah also I think he is re-educating them because he did. I'm pretty sure that Jake Sanderson did say that, like, uh, Daniel Elfison told him to, like, change the curve on his stick True. or something. So no, maybe... it was Eric Brandstrom who did that. Oh, Eric Brandstrom? <laughs> and then came out and had an awful first game. He was so bad. Or wait, no, it was the second game where he was bad. And it was like, oh, no. <laughs> it I was know. the curve on the stick. I thought it was Jake Sanderson. That's so funny. Daniel Alfredson, why are you sabotaging your fellow countrymen? It's okay. He'll learn and then he'll become even better than he was before. It's because he's like, he feels threatened by another elite Eric, elite Swedish Eric on the Sens. He's like, he can never replace my best friend. He's uh-huh. sabotaging. Because we all know that with the right curve of the stick, Eric Brandstrom will win the Norris. <laughs> it's just, it's all about finding the exact right curve that will make him a Norris Trophy winner. I was told he was a Kale McCarr type. I mean, you can't argue with that. Yeah, we did forget to mention that Elfie is back with the team, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during, like, it's very funny that Michael Inlauer is just bringing back a bunch of, Lyndon Sluage. Yeah. Oh my god. That moment watching on TV, I like could not believe that they had actually brought him back. Yeah, it was just like it's very much just like look at all these guys, and it's just like great because everyone loves those guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, the game that I was at on Sunday, they brought out all the players whose numbers had been retired. Um, of course, representing Frank Finnegan was Frank Finnegan Jr. and not, unfortunately, Frank Senators. Uh, the the iconic Sens poster. I was really hoping he would show up and perhaps be presented with a certain sum of money at Center Ice. Um, <laughs> but I I understand that he was not even invited, which is very disappointing. But, you know, I guess Frank Finnegan Jr. was like a decent stand-in. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, it is nice that they keep doing that. It's also nice that, like, I guess twice now, the thing has just been like, look, it's Alfie. And like, <laughs> Even though we just saw him, we're still like, whoa, he came back. Like, this man cannot, like, do anything without Alfie Chance breaking out. I felt bad because at the home opener, because obviously they announced, like, the entire coaching staff. And then he, so Alfie was announced. And then, like, the thing that's sad, though, is, like, he was kind of in frame when they were announcing the guy before him. So everyone started Alfie Chance. And then for, like, three guys after him, the Alfie Chance were still going. So it's like, I have no idea who those other men are. Well, because they didn't give people enough time to cheer for Alfie. Like, sorry, you gotta know that there are gonna be cheers. It's like in, um, in like, a musical or something. If there's a line that ends up, that everyone starts cheering for, eventually they'll adjust the show so that there's a pause there for applause, right? Like, you knew this was coming. You knew people were going to be cheering. You got to give them, like, a solid 30 seconds at least. Poor planning. But yeah, yeah. it was a great time, though. I also great. love that when he um, showed up to, to drop the puck for the yeah pregame ceremony, um, they played U2's Beautiful Day as he walked on. And I just had to stop. I was like, 
have they consulted with him about like whether he still wants that song as his goal song now that like because i know that was his goal song back when he played and so it was like the alfie song i associate it with alfie um but you know now that he's doing all of these appearances with the sens like have they checked in to ask if he still likes that song or not it's like that thing of like when you were 12 you liked something so like now every relative forever will get you that thing it's just that but with beautiful day Mm -hmm. i mean i I associate that song with Alfie. I would be devastated if he switched up the song. So it's probably for the best. But I feel like he, even if he doesn't, he wouldn't do that. He just like yeah. he's just so like I'll I'll do it for the fans. No, actually, no. I think Alfie would. <laughs> actually, I think he'd be he like, would. "Fuck this! I'm just gonna do what I want." Like he's he has that attitude sometimes. Yeah, that's actually real. But then I guess he must still like it because otherwise, I feel like he'd actually be like, "Switch it!" Like I hate yeah, that song. <laughs> Yeah, that is a good point. Anyways, uh, interesting that the Sens haven't lost since they hired Alfie. Yeah. I forget who it was who said on Twitter that maybe one of the appeals of having Alfie there is just that if the Sens lose, they have to face a disappointed Daniel Alfredson. (laughs) Um, I mean, can't argue with that logic. Yeah, that's actually genius. If I had Alfredson as my coach, I would never lose a game ever. I mm-hmm. would, yeah, I would play my best every game. Exactly. I imagine that if they lose, they just make the players look at him. <laughs> yeah. Like, look what you did. They make DJ Smith explain to him what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, okay. One last thing. Speaking of DJ Smith, um, I do want to give a shout out to this coach for one specific thing he did on Sunday. This at the very end of the game, the Sens were winning by three goals. And they got a delayed penalty and he pulled the goalie, which I think was like a callback to Paul McLean. Like that was such a sicko move, (laughs) such a hater move to be like, we are winning by three with like two goals left, with with like two minutes left or whatever, but we're going to try to get another goal. (laughs) And it could have also been like, I don't trust this team not to give up three goals in one minute. But like, in my mind, it was like, well, we're dunking on you so hard that we're pulling the goalie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's so funny. I think it must have been like, he actually doesn't trust the team. But I like to think it's just like, I hate you, Tampa Bay Lightning. Then actually, after the game of so funny, John Cooper was like asked about it. And he was yeah. just like, oh, you know, and then he just like made excuses for like three minutes. He also called Brady Kachuk the big boy. Yeah, he's like, the big boy had to get his goal. It's like, yeah, he did. He did, yeah. Um, Well, maybe that hater move at the end. In my brain, now I've decided, um, Daniel Alfredson decided to do that. It was his suggestion. He was like, DJ, you know what would be so funny? (laughs) Like, you gotta do this. That's his job, is just figure out the most funny situations. Just the most exactly. hater situations. And he's yeah. that. Can't wait to see what he comes up with on Saturday for the Red Wings. <laughs> if anything funny happens, I'm going to credit Daniel Alfredson for it. Yeah, exactly. It's all him. He and Brady just have like meetings together where they sit down and they're like, what do we, so what do we do to like make people laugh? Right? Like, yeah. what kind of hater things can we do? Exactly. That's the captain meeting. They're like, do you have any more hate? <laughs> it's so true (laughs) so anyways that's all we have for this episode as always 
follow us uh, on social media. We are at Elite Sun's Brain on Twitter and Blue Sky. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter, by the way. I'm not calling it X. Um, yeah. I am at CBIATA E on those platforms as well. I'm at Erickson's Burner. And then you can also follow us on Tumblr at elitesensbrain.tumblr.com. Uh, make sure to subscribe to silver7sens.com. And go, Sens, go. We'll see you next time. Go, Sens, go. Bye. Oh, my God.